What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers! Welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my good buddy, Lotus of Doom. Hello. Lotus, have you brought your sunscreen? I, um, you know, at this point, I would be very okay just getting burnt at this point, because we just <laughs> had a blizzard where I live. Okay, you can and... still get sunburned into a blizzard yeah, afterwards. Yeah, but no, I'm just totally on board with just direct rays of sun direct and heat. sunlight. Like, I, I'm I'm feeling the Hammerfell right now. Yeah, man, we're going to Hammerfell. We're continuing our journey around Tamriel. We decided to skip the little bit of Cyrodiil that sticks out on the ocean as we move north from uh, Somerset. Yeah, it, it, think of it like a conch shell. We're gonna go all around the continent and end in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do Cyrodiil at last. Um, but yeah, we're up we're up to Hammerfell. And uh, yeah, this, I mean, obviously Hammerfell is known for the big Alakir Desert, which is the yeah. majority of the zone. Uh, but we'll be getting into some of the details about Hammerfell. And, and part of what's so fun about talking about Hammerfell is this is one of the prime assumed locations for the next major Elder Scrolls game. The leading theory on Elder Scrolls 6 at the moment. Yeah, leading theory. And uh, that's exciting because. Well, first of all, it's another one of those locations that we didn't really get in any of the other games other than right other than uh, arena and and Daggerfall and Daggerfall so, and Redguard. Yes. And actually, you're on the islands of like, yeah, you're on the, the outskirt islands of this area as well. So, yeah, pirates and stuff. A, right. It's very piratey and um, really bad really, voice acting, really, except for the main character awful <laughs> awful voice acting. <laughs> this was in the era of like voice acting in games was not a regular thing yet so yeah i just assumed yeah. they spent all their budget on the main character probably That's, probably because that dude's voice is great everyone else um well oh. i just we'll just leave it at that right. everyone else <laughs> right but in daggerfall we get like kind of what the northern coastline area a little bit yeah little i bit. was gonna say you you um in my playthrough series i've actually just been dealing a lot with sentinel uh which mm -hmm. is you know kind of the top of the elikir desert and stuff like that so you you, you do you get the northern northern part area that's interesting um, you call it sentinel i call it yeah I guess sentinel sentinel, sentinel? sentinel? Yeah, yeah, I I kind of like overemphasize yeah. that. Yeah, well, just something. like we yeah. mispronounced Nevada during the pre-chat. Nevada, uh, Nevada, very, very Nevada. Bostonian. It's Nevada. <laughs> Nevada, Nevada. I'm going Nevada. to Nevada. <laughs> no, I don't for like Las, that. La, I said it, and I don't even like that. Las Vegas, Nevada. 
<laughs> wow. Well, now that we've butchered all types of yeah. um, pronunciation. Yeah. Well, since we brought this up, we we are still planning to get together with everybody. So if you are listening to the show and you're going to Las Vegas, let us know. Um, yep. What we're going to do in the future is set up a very specific channel on the Robots Radio Discord for like going to Las Vegas, ESO at Las Vegas or something like that. So right. that if anybody wants to chime in and say, hey, I'm going to be there, we can make a point to be like, OK, we'll look for you. And then any news about where we're going to be or if we're going to meet up or even while we're there, if someone's like, hey, I'm going out for lunch. Does anybody want to join me or whatever? Sure. You can post nice to that easy channel. easy update. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's why we're talking about Nevada. <laughs> can I pronounce it like that, Rob? Um, but anyway, let's talk about the Nevada of Tamriel. Perfect. Hammerfell. That segue was just chef's kiss. Mwah. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Thanks again also to Rob for that. Um, so Hammerfell, also known as Haggith, the Deathland or Deathlands. This is another one of those titles that I'm just like, what? Wait, what? That's a thing. Yep. Uh, that comes from the Pocket Guide to the Empire, by the way, which is full of all sorts of good, these kinds of goodies. So it keeps coming up. Yeah. Right. And uh, never racist, never racist. <laughs> and and Volenfell, also named Volenfell. Yeah. Now, this is the province that it borders a number of different places. Skyrim, Cyrodiil, High Rock. And for the most part is known for the Alakir Desert. But like we mentioned before, there's some other locations. There's a very long coastline with yeah. a uh, it's, it's got almost like a peninsula on top of a peninsula or underneath. I guess it would be south of it's like a double yeah, peninsula sort of. Sort of. With yeah. other peninsulas on it. Now, I noticed this is a really funny thing I noticed about the map. And for those of most of you who are listening on audio, go look up Hammerfell and go to the fandom.com website. No, is it the fandom? No, it was the, uh, no, the UASP. If you scroll down to the yeah, bottom of the, U- on the USP, UASP yep. one, you'll notice so. that the map of the region from uh, Arena, Redguard, Morrowind, Oblivion, and an anthology are all here. Now, I noticed that there's this one, There's you'll see the main peninsula, right? And then south from that is a little tiny thin peninsula that goes into like a bigger section. Yes. That part is redrawn differently from Arena to Redguard and then specifically in Morrowind, there's a region that goes on the right side that goes up rather than coming down off the peninsula. It's this weird little thing I noticed. And yeah. then by Oblivion, it was fixed back to the arena version. Back to the arena version. It's it's weird because it's definitely one of those map inconsistencies yeah. that is literally consistently inconsistent. There's right. a few of those, and this is one of them where it's just always changing depending upon which game and area you're in and stuff. Do you think maybe that little part of the peninsula is like sometimes the water is higher or lower and yeah. so... Oh, that'd be like kind of over time parts of it like, sank or something. Yeah, so it's not even like a situation where you know there's the like the map fallibility of the wrong. people you know supposedly in lore actually trying to graphic it out because there's you know real life map consistent inconsistencies. Right. But this one's actually they're just looking at it and finding that it's different based on when it's being taking place. That would be kind of amusing. It's yeah, just wouldn't like, that no, be no, weird? These aren't inconsistencies. It's literally changing. That. The, That'd be kind of amusing. Yeah. So this is, this region is exciting. I, I think this would be a really cool place 
to visit in the next Elder Scrolls game for a number of reasons. First of all, there's the Red Guards, and we're not going to get too much into history of the cultures and things like we've mentioned right. with these. We're, we're mostly talking about the land and the locations and, and things like that. Uh, but one thing to keep in mind is that Hammerfell has a very old history. Before the Red Guards, the Regatta, showed up um, and migrated to Tamriel, which we've talked about in some of those episodes, this region was inhabited by other people the deserts for the most part weren't well super inhabited as far as we know yeah so, sort of always barren as deserts tend to mostly be right and for the most part they had like giant scorpions and beasts and things that would keep people out of them anyway not to mention they're a desert so why would you want to <laughs> settle in a desert where you don't have any water yeah but this this area of Hammerfell was also inhabited by the needs before the regatta got there because the needs showed up first but even before that by the dwemer there are Dwem Dwemer runes. There sure are. In this region. So having a game that comes directly after Morrowind and, oh, well, I guess Skyrim directly after that with all the Dwemer runes there, but also Dwemer runes in, in places like Morrowind and a little bit in, were there Dwemer runes in Oblivion? No, it's pretty much all Aeliad ruins. I think it was all just Aeliads. I don't remember if there was even a single one. Somebody's going to correct me on this. But anyway, having previous yeah. games with Dwemer Ruins and then to be able to move into an area like Hammerfell so far away from the main location of the Dwemer over in Morrowind and right. then places in but Skyrim. But you still encounter some of that because, uh, you know, the, the current bridge to all the games um, with filling stuff out is Elder Scrolls Online. And uh, ironically, there is a dungeon just called Volenfell in Elder Scrolls Online. And it's it involves a group kind of like going through the remains of a Dwemer. Um, it's not really a dungeon, but like, I mean, it's a dungeon based on coding like in game but right. it's, it's like a region because a lot of it's outside and you're trying to find which areas have caved in and which haven't and how you can excavate different things um and yeah. it's all it's all dwemeri based so it's kind of right neat. and it in so much of it being desert and i mean we we're still excavating places in egypt like human beings are still finding things lost to time in the deserts right. of the sahara imagine all the stuff that could be underneath Hammerfell right. or the Alakir Desert. So you've got a lot of cool stuff there with that. You've got the cultures and the cultural connections and the history there. So that's exciting. But then you also have some of these other regions like the coastlines, which are more likely close to the uh, the, the jungle regions are more likely along the coastlines and, and close to some of those locations. Grasslands, there are other places that are part of Hammerfell and it butts up against Skyrim. So you've got mountains over on the east side. You've got mountains and then other locations near High Rock that are a little bit closer in, you know, kind of scenery wise to, yep. to those locations as well. It's actually a very you think I always just think desert, but there's so much more there. There, there really is. Um, and, and it's like even though the majority of it is very deserty, it's like you had mentioned, the coastlines, very tropical. Um, and then uh, once you start looking out into uh, the islands and stuff like that in the Abitian Sea, that's when you really get like not deserty at all. I mean, Strauss Mackay is uh, uh, very deserty, but like right. you have, um, you know, the, the biggest ones are the Sistress Islands, which we got in last year's expansion to Elder Scrolls Online, which we had gotten nothing except a mention of it once <laughs> from the book that came with 
the Elder Scrolls uh, Adventures Redguard. That was really the only nod to it, and they flesh it out, and it's basically a tropical paradise over there. Um, yeah, and and that's technically part of the region, so it's like it does have diversity, even if it's not quite as extreme as some of the others, you know, might be. Right, right, and uh, I I think it would be an exciting location to to visit. Also, you have the cultural stuff, which again we're not going to dig into too much, but lots of lots of coastline yep. pirates like all of that kind of cultural side of it and the red guard are just freaking awesome and we haven't they haven't gotten their their due diligence yet in yeah, no, any of the I, stories big, for real i'm i'm a big fan of like doing more red guard stuff i think their architecture is really cool um and personally the pirate thing i think is really neat like the seafaring stuff like i really enjoy that like aesthetic so having stuff kind of be around them i think would be really cool going forward because like you said it's a little underutilized as like the main red guard game we got so so far was an offshoot game and it right. was basically just like a makeshift tomb raider clone <laughs> <laughs> all right it's not really the same thing the same yeah caliber. it's very different than yeah. the rest of the series yeah and because of the red guard culture you have like you mentioned the architecture and the architecture to my eyes looks very middle eastern yeah influenced yeah very much so and um and parts of it are extremely beautiful and um then the red guard culture as a whole is is this you know culture of warriors and yeah. the sword skills and the sword singing and um there's there's a diversity even among the red guards those who hold to more of the traditions and those who are more progressive so there's a lot there that you could build a game out of so yep so i'm excited for that um but here let's talk about some of the different zones of course you have sure. the alakir desert which is yep. situated in the western side of hammerfell on the shores of the iliac bay so some of these actual cities but right up against the desert they're like there's the ocean and then there's the desert and um this borders bankerai to the east the main city is sentinel which you mentioned um mm -hmm. other locations include uh lanelin bergama Kozinset, and satakalam yeah satakalam satakalam again Feel free to try to phonetically get us to not screw these names up. Yeah, yeah. This also contains the Dwemer city of Volenfell, which you mentioned. Yep. And the lost city of Natatambu. Yeah. I think I pronounced it's a that, public right? dungeon in ESO, if you're curious. That's that's the actual in-game thing. Uh it's it's basically underground. It's been like buried, so it's kind of it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then there's also the Motalian ne uh, Necropolis. Yes. Which is another interesting location. It's one of two that, that I know of necropolises yes. in Tamriel, the other one being in Morrowind. Right. The Necrom, which is where we'll be going next. Necrom. Yep. Yep. So there's that. There's that location and you can go visit Sentinel currently. Then there's Bankerai, which is a cool name. Yes. Bankerai is a cool name. They have one of my favorite names in this region, which will touch on it okay point. yeah so, so also known as the list. I, as I the fallen waste right the no. fallen waste was that it fallen waste nope not the fallen waste it's it's situated in northern hammerfell the region yep. borders alakir to the west and craglorn to the east another cool name all the regions in this area have like such cool names it also borders northern bankerai which is part of high rock across the famous bankerai pass yes the main city is holland's stand formerly named Ajwambu. Yeah. Yep. Ajwambu. 
that's a, that's a good one too. The Hall of Heroes is also located here. During the mid second era, at the time of the Daggerfall Covenant, Bankarai as a whole was ruled by the High Rock City of Evermore. Did, did we hit the name that you wanted to? Oh no, call? not yet. No, right. no, no, not yet, not yet. We'll, we'll we'll either get to it or I'll just chime in if we do, if it doesn't specifically mention it throughout our 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 list. Because <laughs> okay. unfortunately, I think it sounds really awesome, but unfortunately, it is woefully underdeveloped. I just think it has a really badass name. <laughs> That's okay. Um, But this this area is mostly desert, except for there's it's kind of more rockier and rougher, a little bit more. I don't know, not mountainous, but just rocky. Not as sandy. Yeah. Again, not. Yeah. Not mountainous, but like. I guess craggy. I feel like there's craggy. I feel like there's a good name for what it is because they're not like huge mountains. It's just the terrain is super rough and it's like. They're exposed rocks in constant hills. <laughs> right, right. So then there's uh, Craglorn. So Craglorn is the region uh, of northeastern Hammerfell. It borders Bankerite to the west. Skyrim holds of Falkreath and the Reach to the northeast and Cyrodiil across the Colovian Highlands to the southeast. The main cities are Dragonstar and Ellenher. Ellenher! I don't, I don't know. Sounds what that very heroic. Think. Yeah, it sounds like something you yell when going to battle. Um, <laughs> the region was the last bastion of the needs and the remnants of their civilization can be found there. The southern part of the region, called Lower Craglorn, consists mainly of windswept dry plains, whereas Upper Craglorn is mountainous and very similar to the Reach, which is just across the mountains to the north. I think that so that was the first adventure zone uh, it was called at the time. But basically, it was the first like straight up addition to the Elder Scrolls online when when they started adding to the base game. Um, Yeah, it's a cool area because it doesn't feel desert. I I thought it was really like cool. I really liked that region Um, because it's a good mix of kind of all of what we've mentioned except for the because it's landlocked except for like the coastline bit it's got some of the the you know rocky craggy terrain it's got desert portions right but it's, it's not got, like the the like the sandy sandy desert like the other zones it's more like right. just like it's, it's more of like a, in between is, areas that are just kind it of it is it's honestly kind of like if you took arid. all of the demographics and from the from Hammerfell and just kind of smushed them together. It's like the weird, like adjoining of all of the different climates in one zone. The best of hits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the best of hits region. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's that. So there's Craghorn. And then there's Ikadag. Is this the word you were looking for? Nope, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> Ikadag is an interesting one. It is. It is. Ikadag is a countryside in Hammerfell and is famously, famously where King Sepphoris I battled Emperor Uriel III in the War of the Red Diamond before the latter's capture. Interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know much about Ikadag. Uh, yeah, that this is this also fills out exactly kind of like what I alluded to as my my. The region that I think that was really cool because it's really not super developed yet. And the right. Kadag kind of is also like that. So it's sometimes you get these regions that are just mentioned in like one of the books somewhere. And it's yeah, that's all we know. So that's all we know. Then there's Kefrim. Kefrim is a southern coastal region of Hammerfell and includes the peninsula of Hughes Bane, also another really cool name, mm-hmm. once known as Kefrim's Boot. <laughs> in the days of the regatta, Prince Hubalajad. Wow. Also known as Prince Hugh 
endeavored to yeah, bring why. <laughs> wonder why civilizations to the barren peninsula but all of his efforts met with misfortune a sizable port city called abba's landing was eventually established in the eastern corner of Hughesbane. again that another portion that was added to the elder scrolls online we got it with um uh, the thieves guild area that's true yeah yep. yeah yep you can run around there and there's some uh oh, there's some good old beasties in that area to yeah to go it, it's a pretty cool to. little port city Mm-hmm. Then there's Strauss Mackay, which we mentioned before, a tropical yep. island in the Abyssian Sea off the southern coast of Hammerfell. The main city is also known as Strauss Mackay, although it was formerly known as Port Hunding for the great Hunding. The, yeah. Uh, we've talked yeah. about him before. Um, the island often serves as a haven for pirates and other criminals. It is also famous for its Dwemer ruins, which mark the western reaches of the Rorkin Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So Strasmakai is one of those like starting locations. Yeah, it's, a start, it's, it's your starting starter zone for joining the Daggerfall Covenant. Right. And if you're wondering what Rorkin is, that was a specific house of a Dwemer that lived in this area. So it's just known for that because that's who lived there, which, again, right. would be really cool to explore more of. Um, then we have Sunforge. Sunforge. This is, is my favorite. This is your favorite. All right, Sunforge. I love the name Sunforge. It sounds so badass. Yeah, like forging the sun. I just wish there was more to it. <laughs> Sunforge <laughs> is a landlocked region in central Hammerfell. It contains the city of Skaven, and was there needs to be a ska band named Skaven, <laughs> or is it Skaven? Is it pronounced Skaven? Well, it's um, hard to tell because of the apostrophes. They occasionally throw out some interesting apostrophes. Alakir, Stros Mackay, Skaven. Scott, apostrophe, V-Y-N. Yes. So, so sometimes there's a peculiarly placed apostrophe that makes me question how to pronounce something. Yeah. That's why I'm saying Ska rather than Ska. I, I, I would say Skaven, too, just because of the way it's cut. Right. Uh, it was once the native homeland of the Keptu people. The Urk and Tark rivers are found to the south. In the countryside outside of Skaven is in one of the halls of the virtues of war. And in that form of the word, it's actually spelled S-K-A-V-E-N. So that looks like Skaven. Yeah. I think that's more of a colloquial spelling, more of a maybe imperial imperialization of the word. Yeah, that's a good word. Imperialization of it. Yeah. Yeah, so there's the Halls of uh, the Virtues of War, where there are still people who follow the old ways and are believed by some to be able to form a Shihai sword. Which, uh, if we do go to that, you know, the the region of Hammerfell in the Elder Scrolls Six, I assume that will be our, not to be condescending in the way, because it's, it comes across as like a condescending term, but that will be the gimmick of the game, I assume. Our, our special ability, like a dragon yes, shout. Yes, our special, or, our, our special right. gimmick. Like, right. okay, you have shouts or you have this, and it's like in that one, I assume, because shouts were so popular and Skyrim exploded in popularity, you're going to want something to parallel, mm-hmm. like similarities to the most popular game they've ever made. Um and I would think the ability to control a Shihai sword would be a pretty good one if that is where it takes place. That would right. be a pretty cool superpower. Yeah. So a Shihai sword is like a spirit sword. It is part yeah. of the sword singing thing yes. that the Red Guards, or at least the the people the Red Guard came from, the Regatta could could do. Yeah. And it's, has it's, supposedly gone right. away. It's gone. 
there are no yeah, more it's... sword singers or so we think right and it's basically you can control you know your sword singing energy so much that you can physically manifest a version of it uh which is pretty wild so pretty that'd, cool. be, that'd be a pretty cool feature i think yes yes so there's all those locations and one more called the chain the chain is a little known archipelago in the abyss sea that's a hard word to say sometimes that is made up of at least three islands that's all we know that's, that's all we know and it's also funny chain. because how did you say abyssian sea because uh, i say it differently than Bessian, you as well sea I is say it abetian, but I yeah I say abetian. Wow, words. Are I feel I feel like I, the only reason I say that is because I think I heard somebody say it in game, but that also that's probably, that's probably right. doesn't mean that there's not like because people say stuff different in game too, depending upon who's saying it. It's like, true. So that that is also not concrete. It's almost like they did a really good job world building. Yeah, Rob says it the way I do it, and we know that he knows how to pronounce things correctly. So yeah. we're gonna go with Rob in chat. Thanks, Rob. I don't like got my it, back. <laughs> By the way, we're all staying at Rob's house while we're in Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Confirmed. We're not going to say any more about that on the show, and everyone's going to be very confused. Yes. Uh, like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we've talked about all these different locations. Why don't we take a break and thank our patrons, and we'll come back. We've got flora and fauna and some other things to talk about. So we'll be right back. All right. So everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash scrollslore. And you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash scrollslore. Expressvpn.com slash scrollslore to learn more. This is Hamish Morak, Dragonborn. And you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls lore cast. All right, this is the part of the show where we get to thank our new patrons, including Mr. Bob and Vance P. for sign Thank you for signing up. Welcome to the Patreon. And we get to shout out our Deja Princes, Kira C, Neon Knight, and Noodle Al Dente, because they are tier five Daedric Princes, and they get shout outs every week. And that brings us up to 129 current patrons. So thank you for all of your support. If you are curious about what things you can get for signing up and helping to support the show head over to patreon.com slash elder scrolls lorecast you can get ad free episodes you can get t-shirts special limited t-shirts that will not be sold anywhere else ever and lotus and i can't even have them and by the way since we're speaking about t-shirts if you are or have been a patron and have gotten some shirts or some items 
please bring them to Vegas. Show show us what they look like because we haven't seen them in person. Yeah, I've only seen the one that I got before I joined the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the pictures online. Sometimes people post yeah, pictures. Yeah, otherwise I just know what they look like via the people but, yeah. posting them in Discord. <laughs> Come, come wear your shirts and stuff. Bring those out. So, um, but, but thank you to everybody who supports the, sh- the show. And we couldn't do this without you. Also, we don't have any new reviews this week. But if you'd li- like to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, then we'll read it out on a future episode. And leaving a review on, or at least a rating, on places like Spotify or whatever other podcast you're listening to this on is a wonderful way to help make sure that other people know that this is a show worth checking out. So thanks to everybody for the support. Let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. So we're back. And Lotus, we went through most of these locations, which mentioned most of the notable places. Um, yeah, we kind of covered the notable right. places for the most part. I'm going to I'm going to just read them all out. And if there's any of that stick out to you that you want to add a little bit more to, then let me know. So we've got Abba's Landing, Azra's Crossing, Dragon's. Um, the only reason I'll stop you with that one. Okay. Because I like to add some really bizarre tidbit from the series. Azra's Crossing is actually where you start the game, the Elder Scrolls Travel Shadow Key. Really? Oh, so yes. it is. It's, there's, there's a Hammerfell location in Shadow Key. Yes. In fact, D- uh, Dragon Star is actually in Shadow Key as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that that one, Azra's Crossing. I just figured that that one specifically, I wanted to bring up just because it's like that's 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 going to be our weird pull for the episode. Uh, Shadow Key was in this region. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool stuff. Yep. And then Dragon Star also, which Dragon has, Star is actually a major quest point. Uh, that's that got to be a to. band name, right? There's got to be a band name, Dragon Star. Dragon Star. Uh, yep. Yep. There is. Yep. There just it is. searched it. Go check out Dragon Star. Perfect. They didn't sponsor the show, and I have never no. listened to them before. But and if they're awful, then don't blame us. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but that's obviously a band name. Uh, and most of these could be band names, or at least the names of songs, if they're words that are stuck together that are like English words. Like the next one, Ellen Here. Nobody knows whether that's not a band name, right? So Ellen Here, Gillane, 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 which is yeah. a town in southern Hammerfell, lying Gillane. west of Tanith and southeast of Sentinel. So it's another just one of those locations you can visit. Hallen's Stand, uh, Hegath, we mentioned that, Rehad, uh, Sentinel, Skaven, or Skaven, Strasmachai, and Tanith, which the rest of these we, we mentioned before. Yep. All right. Let's talk about all that wonderful flora in the desert. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I'll cover this whole section. Uh, this is going to be really in depth. Uh, so buckle your seat, uh, seat belts and all that. Cause this is going to be a long thing. Um, it's a desert. So there's basically palm trees and cactuses. The end. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Guess what? Palm trees near the coast, cactuses near the rest of it, all over. Yeah, it, 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 it's actually pr- pretty arid, and uh, there, there's actually just not a lot. Right. <laughs> and there are the jungly locations that look a little bit more right. red. So, and things so you like get that, a but. little bit of plant life, but for the most part, yeah, it's it's really, really limited in the flora department. <laughs> yeah. And to Rob the Princess in chat says, there's probably hundreds of species of cacti. That's probably true. But oh, yeah. to the layman, they all just look like cactuses. Yeah. So. There you go. Cacti. Yep. Cacti? Cactuses? Exactly. Cacti? Cac- 
Anyway, Smees. What about the fauna? Let's talk about the fauna. Okay, fauna. We can actually do something more <laughs> elaborate with, as there are some creatures. But again, it's hot and dry, so you get a lot of weird stuff. You had actually mentioned that um, the Alakir Desert wasn't so hospitable because of yeah. some of the creatures that are chilling there. Well, it's it's another it's another reason why we know the Red Guards are so formidable is that they are the ones who were able to settle in this area and took on the beasties in order to like clean it out in order to yeah make it livable. And some of the things are pretty unpleasant. Um, yeah, the the first one that's actually mentioned on the UESP I, I think is definitely worth noting. They're called Dune Rippers, mm-hmm. which these things are uh, pretty horrifying to actually look at it they're basically like an armor plated oh they're cute lizard i mean they're like that's fine they're like desert crocodiles yeah all right a desert crocodile yeah i was gonna say it's it's like like an armor plated lizard but i feel it's like an armadillo mated with a crocodile you and then decided to move to the desert yeah yeah but uh one of the more unique creatures of the area there's also assassin beetles which are just like they they can they're kind of like big mean cloak and, big mean beetle, yeah they're beetles. full of acid which isn't great yeah uh when you kill them it boils all over the place makes a mess mm-hmm. uh you get giant scorpions crocodiles jackals harpies giant wasps lamias live near the water areas um which are, we've we've talked about them before they're mm-hmm. kind of like snake-like creatures but intelligent fully snaky yeah they're they're kind of people people like yeah and then there's various lions and senche and stuff like that things that live in the more jungly areas yeah 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 um and then the other thing is craglorn brought some other kind of weird things that we hadn't seen a lot in the series prior to one of which are called wellas uh-huh yeah we talked about the Wellwas didn't in Morrowind, aren't there Wellwas? There, there are, and so they're now kind of like all over the place. It's an, it's an asset that's been used in other areas. Craglorn was the one that introduced Wellwas, uh, from what I remember, and uh, yeah, we, we I believe we talked about them, but they're kind of like weird four or six eyed dog thing. Yeah, they're like hyenas jacked up on like roid, roided out hyenas with extra pair of eyes. Yeah, y- yeah. They're a little weird. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know why Dune Racers are listed separately. They're just thinner Dune Rippers. Uh, yeah. There's also camels and uh, sand. You sand roaches. Sand roaches. Yeah, we don't have sand roaches here. We have swamp roaches. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's good too. We have gigantic palmetto bugs that can get like real big. They're. Ugh. L- lovely yeah, yeah um fennec foxes there's a lot of like that's got to be a band name too right fennec fox fennec fox that's fennec fox sounds like it would be a band it sounds like an indie band like it really hey does. man i'm going i'm going down to the palladium check out fennec fox this weekend <laughs> they're opening up for <laughs> i don't know who do they wow. open up for wow they're opening up the postal service reunion Ah. <laughs> uh. The, they're opening for yeah they're gonna pay their rent next next year once <laughs> that's, that's um, the only other thing that i feel like might Fennec be specifically i'm looking it up right worth now. mentioning because they're a creature where yep fennec fox oh, is an indie rock band from wasso uh wisconsin perfect 
Maybe also, go check them out too. Also, K-Band Fennec the Fox. There's two of them. Well, okay, that's a little weird. Yeah, no, I was, I was right. That's the thing. I, huh. There's more Fennec Fox-based bands than there are D- Dragon Star bands, which... Oh, maybe there's more drag. I only just pulled the first I, I one guess I saw. That's true. We only I just Googled it and just uh, the, saw the what, first result. How did we get here? Uh, <laughs> Welcome to one of my shows. Yeah. <laughs> how did we end up here? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the only other thing that I specifically wanted to mention, uh, they are an ESO, but they're, I, I always joke that they're much more notable because you encounter them frequently in Shadowkey, like we had made reference to before. They're called a warm mouth. Yeah, it's, it's worm, like worm, W, we've talked about yes. these guys. Yeah. Right, worm mouth. They're, Similar bipedal thing mm, to like a guar. Right. Like, but it's just kind of a pair of legs and a giant mouth. Like a big, big beak mouth. And the, a, the yeah, ESO like, version is much more reptilian. The old shadow key version is like this poor terrible bird made out of 12 polygons it horrific is, bird monster oh god go look this up it, yeah 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 oh. it's it is a it's not overly pixelated but what it is it was from that time where um 3d modeling was really jagged <laughs> think yeah. of the rocks from the region and then turn that into a creature and you have one of these <laughs> right things. right yeah because you know your processor can only manage to do like 100 polygons Correct. at a time so they had to like make each creature they, out of like 10 yeah it's yeah. like oh we've only got eight left to make this thing <laughs> yeah right yeah those things those are a little bit weird there's also floaters yeah, we've talked yeah, about the floaters. floaters. Did we talk about floaters? These are I don't know. If these we ones are a little mentioned floaters. Different. They're like they're more jellyfish like, and they do like I'm doing it's a thing like with a my match. hand where I'm yeah. moving it up and down and spreading out my fingers as I move down, and then pulling them together as I move up. That was a pretty good explanation. Good job, Tom. I, it Thank you, Tom. Was, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they look kind of like they look like floating hats that move like jellyfish. They, yeah, they look kind of like not not a net, not as fat. Like as like round as like a netch would be because mm-hmm. they flatten out like more you flappy, said, like a hat, more flappy, yes, or, or like an octopus, like the way an octopus yeah. would move, yeah, or jellyfish. Like uh, literally, if you watch a jellyfish move, but picture the jellyfish not being so spherical. Yeah. So so that's it. So those are the creatures in Hammerfell. Fear of the mind, right there for everybody. Yeah, and uh, it makes sense. Most of these, m- most of this being a desert. You've got a lot of reptiles and like bug like creatures, insect like creatures, things like that, beetles and things. So that's that stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like we've this has been this episode's been all over the place. Anything else worth mentioning? We talked about the architecture, the like we didn't describe it too detailed, but think of any like Middle Eastern desert location. It's got a very similar kind of feel to that. I feel like that's the main inspiration for the the red guard in their architecture which is really cool looking and fits the region very well yeah any other any other weird things about this one 
No, I think that pretty much covers the Hammerfell region for the most part. Okay, um, well, I've got I've got a little bit of trivia here from yeah, uh, dive into some weird trivia from stuff. the fandom.com site. It always has some fun little trivia. So uh, let's see. The first one says in the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, there's a way to be in this province with borders on across from the Brenna River, approximately where Rehod should be. It is a very small area that you can walk around. However, you can kind of break the game and get into it a little bit. Since All right. it borders on it. Uh, you can do the same thing in Skyrim and actually move down into Cyrodiil, I believe. Um, that sounds familiar now that you're saying that. Right. It's not actually like fleshed out, but you can get over certain mountain areas and just kind of right. wander around. Um, you can even see uh, where like the white gold tower is in the distance. Yep. They, they modeled that far. Um, let's see. Another one. Hammerfell got his name out of respect for the final battle of the sword singers at Hatu Mountain. Hammerfell. That's where the hammer fell. Mm-hmm. Michael Kirkbride, your favorite person yep. ever, uh, wanted to give the province a new African sounding name in an effort to make it more original and describe the origin of the name Hammerfell as having been swiped from Marion Zimmer Bradley or from her 1989 novel, The Heirs of Hammerfell. Huh. So. I I think that makes sense, right? Like the idea of doing something as an homage to sure. Afri- an African uh, writer and using words that people who influence the area and the development of this game might yeah might make sense. Try to, to from. try to give it some roots in those who actually wrote it. Yeah, some authenticity. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. neat. Yeah. So the final one in Skyrim, bandits may sing a song. Once was a woman, fair as an evening, in the springtime of old Strauss Mackay. That's a that's a little ditty the bandits like to sing. Perfect. You know, because they're lonely. Because they're... Uh, uh, yeah. They're a and bunch of rude men. Their and, imminent demise is coming over the... Yeah, they didn't the know that tail. the dragonborn just is going to, like, yeet them off a mountain with a shell. Yeah, then yeah. I'm like, ooh, there's 42 cents worth of stuff here and then just blast them into the stratosphere. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Foose. <laughs> yeah. Gone. So there you go. That's Hammerfell. And man, if we were. OK, so let's say four years go by and we get this. is I mean, this is optimistic Four years in the next four years. We get the next uh-huh. Elder Scrolls game. And we're gonna have to come back to this episode if it does actually take place in Hammerfell, because a lot of this information is going to be highly updated. Yes. Somehow, I feel like uh, if this is the region for the next mainline numbered Elder Scrolls game, it's going to get expanded quite a bit. Yeah. So we're gonna have a lot more to say about this. So if you're listening to this four years from now and you're like, you guys totally missed the mark on Hammerfell, well, guess what? The new game wasn't out yet, so. Also, in four years, you can tell us that, man, I wish this game was out at this point. Because <laughs> it, it so won't, won't be. be. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they pushed back Starfield to the fall. That means we're yep. getting Starfield in the fall of 2023. When's the earliest you think we'll get the next Elder Scrolls? I so originally, like several years ago, I actually made this joke on the old unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast before we kind of 
became the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast at Tales of Tamriel. I said, uh, strap yourself in. Uh, 2035 is going to be a great year when we get Elder Scrolls 6. Uh-huh. And every year that goes by, it concerns <laughs> me that we're getting closer and closer. And I'm like, oh, God, if that actually happens, what have I done? Wow. 12 years still? Yeah. No, I, I, I think I, I can't imagine it would be that bad. Oh, Rosticus in chat says 2030. 2030. All right. I think I think. OK, so. They have in the past turned out new games or sequels to games in a four to five year development time. That mm-hmm. has happened. Like the distance between Oblivion and Fallout 3 and Fallout 3 and Skyrim is pretty short. And those are yes. s- still some big games. So and then from Skyrim to uh, Fallout 4 it was like four or something, almost five years. I think it was almost five years. If right. I, yeah, I think. So I think we're at the mm, probably five years range. Well, the other thing, too, which I guess this will just be how we we bounce off before we end the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think if this new when Starfield eventually lands, um, I think that if this new engine, for the most part, that they're using works the way they want it to Mm -hmm. that might help going forward because the big running thing was the fact that it seemed like they were very reluctant to do much of an engine overhaul but it kind of became like a necessity right right so like i'm wondering if a lot of these big delays and they do it did other projects and stuff and also microsoft is now you know owners of the company like they they are related to it so who knows exactly how that changes the way things work. But if this engine becomes something that can be used more again for a longer period of time. Or they, they it, have to make less updates to it in order to achieve right, the thing that right, they're doing because they already did all the updating. I think that was the regional like plan. like the biggest jump. Exactly. Right, was let's let's put the engine update into the development time for Starfield. And now we're at like, what, eight years of development before launch. Right. And so if you if you put that as five years of like building out the game and three years of and I know you can't actually split it that way, but three years of engine development. Now you don't have that three years of engine development for the next Elder Scrolls game. So maybe you could churn that out in three to four years, hopefully. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Well, that's it for Hammerfell and for our speculation. But uh you know, only time will tell. Lotus, yep. anything else you want to share before we head out? Um, no, I was going to say not not really on my end as I'm preparing for uh, being away uh, pretty much all of next week as I have something that I actually an NDA about, which is kind of weird, um, hmm. but it does relate to this type of stuff. So stay tuned when I can talk about it. I'll be happy to. All right. And then um, it goes right into PAX East. So I'm going to be really, really indisposed <laughs> nice. for like the next week. It'll be fun, but I'll also be very, very tired. So yeah. um, I had talked to you. You'll probably end up running. Uh, we'll do an episode next week. Well, I'll figure it out. Well, yeah, I'll figure, figure something, something out. out. I'm not sure if it'll be a live episode or not. So we may right, not actually have video for it. will be missing in action. Right. So. But we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll figure something out. So uh, expect an episode next week as normal, just without a Lotus. We won't have no Lotus yep. here. So be Missing one Lotus. Missing but a hopefully Lotus. Hopefully I'll be returning with lots of fun stories and stuff. Yeah. 
we'll have fun. Uh, yeah. I think I might know what you're doing, but I won't yes. say it live on the show. <laughs> yeah. Have a fun time with that. Come back and tell us when you can. And, uh, Absolutely. We'll look forward to it. Um, all right. All right. But yeah, we'll have an episode next week. And of course, if you're looking for other shows, if you're looking for other Elder Scrolls shows or other shows about Bethesda games like Fallout and Starfield, I've got shows for those. You have all sorts of awesome stuff. Go to robotsradio.net. Check all that stuff out. Lots of awesome content. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Chat, thank you for being here. Everybody, thank you for supporting the show. And we'll see you next time. Stay safe out there in the desert where there's big old weird monsters and stuff. I'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcast they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time